Okay, Joe, we are finally here on the season finale. This is the this is the honest one. This is the truth one. This is me not being a liar. This is the season finale episode of season Woo! one. Damn. Right? Finally made it. Finally made it once again. Made it to another end of a end of a season. Nice. Yeah, I would hope so. Feels good. Right? Feels good. Right? Right? Because because for every ending there's a new beginning. Whatever the hell that fucking phrase is. Yeah, yeah, guys. As I mentioned in the last episode, um, we are wrapping up the season, which means we're also wrapping up the Phantom Toll Booth. Uh, I want to talk about some new uh, laws that are coming into effect in Illinois. Uh, I think I mentioned, I jokingly mentioned how we're going to do babies' names uh, through the My Corona game that we used to play. Uh, maybe we'll do these state laws through My Corona. Oh, all right. Right, we'll find a way to do it because because the 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 plague that we are living through has become so comical that uh, I can't let this game go yet. I don't know the right phrase to say it, but I'm going to say it that way. I didn't know that I would say it that way, but I know I I, I definitely wouldn't want to say it that way. But that's why I do it on a podcast and not in person to people. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Because no, if I do it in person, because yeah, if I do it in person, people are going to hit me with like purses or throw milkshakes at me and shit. Right. Well, you know what they say, on the internet, no one knows you're a dog. That's right. That's right. Because this is travesty, a character uh, on a on a podcast. But, uh, no, I still want to find humor in sad things, and that's what we're going to do. Nice. Is that a better way of saying it? That's a much better way of saying it. Right? <laughs> what was the other way I said it? The, uh, the I don't way? remember, but it was. Yeah. It, it sounded like, oh, it was a... Uh, because this virus has gotten so hilarious, or something like that. Yeah, I, I think I used the term plague. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, plague. The, the plague that we're living through have been so comical. Yeah, no, that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that will permanently forever be out of line as long as these shows are present. But no, we're going to find a light in the darkness that has been the last two years. Nice. That I like that better. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. So uh, maybe we'll, we'll take my Corona back, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, talk about these state laws here in a minute. Uh, but before we do any of that, I want to do, uh, plugs first. I want to get them started right off the bat before, you know, we forget about them. And of course, we got to start us out with cartercomics.com, which is the best place for you guys to go for all your comic needs. If you're looking for graded comics or if you're looking for raw comics, cartercomics.com has everything available to you. Uh, not only through their own website of cartercomics.com where you can buy them outright, but also through the four different eBay accounts that they have if you're looking for more of a challenge and a bidding war between other nerds who also like comic books. Um, they, have, they have both options for you guys, so go ahead and check out cartercomics.com. Make sure you sign up for their website, joining the Carter Comic Club. Still not officially called the Carter Comic Club. I'm still going to call it the Carter Comic Club because I think Carter Comic Club sounds pretty fucking cool. And who wouldn't want to wear a shirt that says Carter Comic Club? Right. So, exactly. So sign up, get an account set up on cartercomics.com, fill up your car with all their amazing comic books. Again, graded and raws are available. And if there's a comic that you don't see but you would love to get your hands on, message them, reach out to them, and let them know, hey, I'm looking for this comic. I can't seem to find it. Um, give them some time, see if they can run through their inventory of all the comics they have available and see if they have it, they just haven't got it up yet, and if they do, I'm sure they'll kind of work out some kind of deal to get that to you as well. So again, fill up your carts, use the code FREAKNET or Cartoon Joe in the comment section of your shipping information and they'll get you 10% off your order. Um, Card Comics is a great sponsor of the podcast and we are happy that they have jumped on board in 2021 and they're going to help carry us through 2022. 
<laughs> as we uh, start uh, growing our uh, our uh, content, I guess you would say. So, cartercomics.com, sign up today. That's C-A-R-T-E-R-C-O-M-I-C-S.com, cartercomics.com. Join the Carter Comic Club. Buy some fucking comics at cartercomics.com. Get it done. Do it or done. Do it. Lugs! Hey, you want to start your 2022 off right? You should start it off by reading a book. And a great way to do that would be to go to audibletrial.com slash freaknet. Get yourself a free 30-day trial of Audible with a credit towards your first audiobook. Now, you know, I, I say that every week, uh, a credit towards your first audiobook. Every time I do this plug, I say that. What does that mean? That means you're going to be able to get one entire book for free with that credit at audibletrial.com slash freaknet. It's a great deal. You do nothing. You put your, your email address in. You get a free book. It's fantastic. And the great thing about Audible is it's all audiobooks. And the cool thing about audiobooks is you can listen to them while you're doing anything. You could you could listen while you poop. You can listen mm-hmm. while you drive to work, while you drive home, while you poop at work. It's great. It's a great way to read a book. And uh, I can't stress enough that it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic product. And it really helps us out, and it's a great way to start the year. So go to audibletrial.com slash freaknet right now. Get yourself a free 30-day trial. Get yourself a free audiobook. If I may recommend a book to start with, uh, yeah. how about uh, Tribe by Sebastian Younger? So really good book, really uh, really fantastic. It's about um, – I'll, I'll read the back of it here for you. Uh, decades before the American Revolution, Benjamin Franklin lamented that English settlers were constantly fleeing over to the Indians, but Indians almost never did the same. Tribal society has been exerting an almost gravitational pull on Westerners for hundreds of years, and the reason lies deep in our evolutionary past as a communal species. Most recent example of that attraction is combat veterans who come home to find themselves missing the incredibly intimate bonds of platoon life. The loss of closeness that comes at the end of deployment may explain the high rates of post-traumatic stress disorder suffered by military veterans today. Combining history, psychologically and uh, psychology and anthropology, Tribe explores what we can learn from tribal societies about loyalty, belonging, and the eternal human quest for meaning. It explains the irony that, for many veterans as well as civilians, war feels better than peace, adversity can turn out to be a blessing, and disasters are sometimes remembered more fondly than weddings or tropical vacations. Tribe explains why we are stronger when we come together and how that can be achieved even in today's divided world. AudibleTrial.com slash FreakNet. Pick it up. uh, Who's the author of that book? Sebastian Younger. And that's with a J, not a Y. Well, fuck them then. I refuse. I refuse that. J, right? Yeah. J-U-N-G-E-R. Wouldn't that be more of like a younger? Uh, Probably. I don't know. Like, it'd be like Jaeger. I've only ever heard it pronounced by a guy who chronically mispronounces things. So. Mm. I I am interested. Yeah, it's only about a three-hour read too uh, on Audible. So, well, maybe we'll put that into our list of uh, books that we'll look into doing uh, during the uh, f- uh, freaking book club. I'm into it. The the effing book club that would, uh, that's coming up with our Patreon. Yeah. Stay tuned because uh, Joe and I will have to set that up. 
one day. You know what? Uh, speaking of actually, uh, when you talk about like Ben Franklin and stuff like that, that era, which I still fucking love. Yeah. Uh, there's a set of comics that actually I think I might get a hold of CarterComics.com to find for me. It's called Marvel 1602. Oh, you heard about that? Mm-mm. When you have a moment, uh, look it up. Uh, basically, it's uh, Marvel characters back in 1602. Fascinating. All right. Yeah. So I, 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 there's like a set of eight, I think. Um, and uh, see if they can uh, maybe find it for me and find it for a decent price. I don't want the graded ones. I want to actually read these, but uh, yeah, uh, I just I, I I saw them, I heard about them. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, let me look this up, and I'm trying to remember where I heard it from. For the life of me, I can't. But I was like, this is what I love. I love mm-hmm. I love colonial and that I love that uh, colonial period. Um, just yeah, just like so. I don't know if I can find them. That'd be awesome. CarterComics.com is the best uh, person to do that for me. Uh, Carter Comics takes care of my passions the same way Audible takes care of our minds, the same way Ball Wash takes care of our body. I like that. That's the one thing. That's one thing I love about all our sponsors is that all of our sponsors commit to benefiting us as a whole, whether it be mind, body, or soul. Yeah. It's, it's the trifecta of sponsorships, Joe. Mind, body, and soul. They we have three amazing sponsors that do that for us. It's just a shame that Dapper Tides isn't still around to help us look elegant. Right? Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, but anyways, ballwash.com is the best place for you guys to go to get all your hygiene needs. Anything from shampoos, conditioners, to body washes. If you're not a big fan of liquid soaps, which they do carry, they also have a bar soap. And you can use their nice little body sponge loofah thing to get into all those nooks and crannies and and uh and those rolls that are uh in the uh in the pudgy areas that we uh have all grown to unappreciate during the holiday seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have everything for you. I don't know if it's calling our listeners fat is gonna help sell shit, but it's honest. <laughs> Look, we have all eaten our fair share and then some during this pandemic just That's true. to make it through. You know? That's true. Fun fact. And you know what? I was, go ahead. Love your body. You got to love your body. And it's, gotta, it's taking care love. of you. It's helping you survive. That's right. Now I sit here completely shirtless, watching my boobs sag over my fucking stomach, thinking to myself, oh, God, I'm fucking gross. But that's why I start dieting. And that's why I'm going to make a better me. And that's why me and Joe are going to do this together. Different diets. I think we agreed, right? We're, you're not doing the same diet as me, but we are going to diet together as a team. Yeah. Right, we're gonna help motivate each other. I yeah. uh, I saw your post in the uh, the journey page on Facebook. Yeah, my freaking uh, journey. I, I downloaded the uh, the Eat This Much app, and I've been I've been going through it this week. Right, I, I I saw it, and I'm like, you know what? This is gonna help a lot of fucking people because you could choose what kind of diet you want. You know, it's one of those cool things too, where it's like it's not just. It's not like one. It it is. It's a generic app. Like it will be. Like it is when you go onto. Uh, uh, what what is the website called? Actually, one. Oh, uh, like My Fitness Pal or whatever. No, not that one. No, the the website that it actually went to. Um, give me one second. I'll just uh, pull it up on. God, I got so much, so much social media. <laughs> so right. Social. Um, eatthismuch.com. That's the website you go to. Uh, which I didn't know they had an app. Oh yeah, they do. 
I'll have to look it up. So even on, an app on iPhone, I don't know about. Uh, I didn't look and see if they had an Android one. No, it looks like it's right here. Uh, it's in Google Play. Eat this much, the automatic meal planner. Uh, it's awesome. It, it's it's a, it just answer a few questions on, uh, you know, uh, how much. Uh, I guess it says how much, how many calories you want to eat. If you want to be more descriptive and you're not sure, they ask you what you want to do and what kind of units you want to. Your gender, your height, your weight, your age. Uh, what kind of body fat? If you want to guess, excuse me, you want to guesstimate and then your activity level. Um, then you can set a weight goal. You can not set a weight goal either way, and then you can just go ahead, fill out all of that. It tells you what calories you should be eating, um, and then it gives you. You know, you want to eat anything paleo, vegetarian, vegan, ketogenic, Mediterranean. I'm going back to ketogenic uh, because that's the one that worked most for me. But uh, Cartoon Joe and I are going to go back to doing some vlogs, I believe, and we're going to start helping each other out and motivating ourselves. And with the motivation to each other, we hope it motivates you guys. And share your journeys with us as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, what better way to keep yourself accountable than to put your shit out on the internet? Absolutely. Yeah. But the point of this whole story is ballwash.com will get you any hygiene product that you need to help you get through the day. And all you got to do is fill your card up and use the promo code FREAKNET, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, so you're 15% of your entire order of hygiene products, especially the number one product that I absolutely love, which is Ball Guard that helps with all the chafing in the hot summer days. So, ballwash.com, guys. Get your wiener cleaner from head to toe, from hole to pole. Come to your sink to get your back. I like all those. That was really good. Right. There's got to be a new one for 2022, and we'll think about it. Which, by the way, if you guys don't remember, uh, we made all these promises of doing a segment called What If. Well, we're throwing that out the window because we're not uh, we're not too logical for that. Yeah. But do you remember the new segment that we're bringing uh, to next season? No, I've forgotten. Well, I used it in the question, bring it back. Ah, uh, that's right. That's right. We're going we're gonna to decide what we should bring back that's no longer around, whether it be a TV show or food. Um, where me and Cartoon Joe are going to, uh, give you something that we wish would come back. So, I'm excited for it, because it's the last shit I would love to see come back. And I know my, I know what my, I know what my first one is. I already have it in my head. So oh, I know, yeah. I know, I know what my first one is for episode one. I'm excited. So intrigued, but I don't, I don't want to know until episode one. Oh, I, I won't tell you, because I have to think of a new one. Right. I already, I already got to think of 50 of them. I don't want to have to think of 51. <laughs> That's fair. Right? Because like, there's a lot. Okay. Uh, Joe, let's talk about Phantom Tollbooth first. I want to make sure we give enough time to the ending of this book, and then we'll just finish it off with how many laws we can get through. Yeah. I mean, okay, cool. All right, awesome. Uh, so I think we'll just talk about 19 and 20 as a whole. I don't think we have to worry about where one finishes and the other one ends or whatever, but... Uh, uh, chapter 19 does start off uh, after the uh, the flying dog where it's like, oh, time does fly, and they take a leap. Uh, I was absolutely 100% right. Uh, it's not really flying. It's falling in style as Toy Story. And correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but if any book out there ever uh, – ever, um, oh, what's, uh, what's the fucking word I'm thinking of? Oh, God, I can't think of the fucking word. What's the word? No, no, something that – looks similar to what something else did. Oh, like an homage. Yes, but pre-homage. 
I'm just going to try to say it in more words than what I tried to. I tried to say it in less words and fancier words. Clearly, that's yeah. not me. So I'm going to say it in longer format than I was, which probably would have been shorter than this uh, situation we're in right now. Yeah, that's fine. If there wasn't anything as similar to fucking Avengers Endgame than this chapter, I don't know what it is. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, right? I can't think of the word either. I, I can't. I mean, I, I know it's close to... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, it doesn't matter. The point is, reading this chapter, and for some reason, I kept getting stuck in the fucking head. Like, the final battle scene of Endgames is right fucking here. Mm-hmm. Right? You got you got the heroes who are in a small group, a small group of fucking heroes, coming down out of their fucking uh, area, their building, their room, if you will, to escape the villains. Which is an army of them, an abundance of villains. Uh, let's see if I can pull up some of the names of some of the villains. Uh, <clears throat> I know I'm not. Yeah, I know I'm not doing a good job at this. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Triple Demons of Compromise, which I think is one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, uh, one tall and thin, one short and fat, and the third one exactly like the other two. <laughs> I fucking love it. And again, it's a lot of alliteration. Is that what we said the word was? Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of alliteration through this entire book, especially with these demons. Um, basically, uh, see here. Uh, as always, they moved in ominous circles for if one said here, the other said there, and the third agreed perfectly with both of them. And since they always settled their differences by doing what none of them really wanted, they really got anywhere they really got anywhere at all, and neither did anyone they meet. Whatever. It sounds weird. <laughs> How the fuck did I read that wrong? I love it. Uh, jumping clumsily from boulder to boulder and catching hold with his cruel curving claws was the horrible hop in hindsight. The most unpleasant fellow whose eyes were in the rear and whose rear was out the front. <laughs> uh, you got the Gorgons of Hate. You got uh, Gorgons of Hate and Malice. <clears throat> the overbearing know-it-all. Uh, so many, uh, the threadbare excuse, I think is probably one of my mm-hmm. favorite ones, just because it was just a monster who constantly said, well, I've been sick, but the page was torn out. I missed the bus, but no one else did it. Well, I've been sick, but the page was torn out. I missed the bus, but no one else did it. <clears throat> probably the most relatable fucking demon, uh, that I probably experienced. <laughs> uh, I most people experience in like more of like a work area classroom kind of situation. Um, just whatever excuse you come across. Uh, Joey, if you had a, if you had a, um, pick one, which one would be your favorite demon that, uh, showed up here in chapter 19? Um, I am a big fan of the fact that the, uh, the terrible trivium came back. It's just, it's, right, right in the end, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> so, although the the descriptions were also just I don't know, uh, the gross exaggeration was great. Uh, who was right before the gross exaggeration? The overbearing know it all. Uh, that would that gelatinous would giant uh, yeah. terrible trivium. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did want to bring it up just because it's so it's such <laughs> a disgusting description to me. Yeah. I don't know what about it is so gross, but uh, with the gorgons of hate and malice. Uh, they had blazing eyes and wet, anxious mouths. Right. It's, like, ugh. 
Ugh, a wet, anxious mouth. That's like, uh, it's like moist, you know? Ugh. Except for it's not even a good descriptor for cake. I just, yeah, it's, it's one, it's one of the cool things how, like, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they introduced all the original demons. And then as they come down, it's all the other ones that follow along with it. You didn't catch the first time. Um, but obviously they're all still there. So it's, it's, it's a group. And I'm not sure what your book showed, if they showed the actual, like, uh, full picture of them all. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is incredible because when you look at all these, I mean, it's, I mean, th- this is exactly what you would look at, like, what, oh, God, how do I describe it? If you were to think if something was a gross exaggeration or hate and malice, like, these these depict what they are. Yeah. The horrible uh, hopping hindsight is my favorite in the pictures, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you did a great job at that. Um, uh, well, uh, let's see here. Closer and closer, the demons loomed as the desperate chase neared its end. Then, gathering themselves for one final leap, they prepared to engulf first the bug, then the boy, and lastly, the dog with its two passengers. Rhyme and reason for you guys to remember. They rose as one, and they suddenly stopped. And Joe, why don't you tell everyone why they stopped? Well, I'll tell you why they stopped. They stopped because the assembled armies of the Kingdom of Wisdom were there waiting for them at the foot of the mountain. Or mountains, I forget exactly which. But regardless, uh, everyone was there. King Azaz and the math magician and uh, what is his name? Like Alex Bing and Dr. Discord and the horrible Din and Chroma the Great and uh, the Spelling Bee was there. Uh, spelling Charge and then Saying Charge and then Spelling Charge again. Um, uh, those those annoying guys who repeat themselves over and over because they mm-hmm. have to beat the sources or whatever were there. Um, it was great. It was really really fantastic. And um, of course they they don't even have to fight because the the demons of ignorance just they know they can't stand a chance. Yeah. And so rhyme and reason are returned to the 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 kingdom. And uh, Milo, Talk, and Humbug are declared heroes of the realm, and they are going to have a celebration for three whole days. Um, and it's the best time any of them have ever had. Anyone in the kingdom can remember. Uh, it's it's just wonderful. And every year at that uh, same time to commemorate the festival from here on out, uh, they're going to assemble the armies again and march into the Mountains of Ignorance and uh, continue to do that until all of the demons have been destroyed. And uh, I have to say, if there were an opportunity for a sequel to this book, it would take place after all of the demons are gone to show mm-hmm. how if you are not uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vigilant. They yeah. can return. They can come back uh-huh. and be even worse than before. So that would be a lot of fun. I'd really enjoy it. But uh, good, good word, Joe. Great fucking Thank word. Vigilant. I like that. I like that. Um. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. So they they finished up the celebration, uh, celebration, and everything, and uh, Milo's Milo's leaving. Yeah. Well, they they all brought things, the, all things must end, even good things. Right. He had to say goodbye to everybody. Uh, Humbug and Talk are staying behind, obviously, at the, in their new roles, if you will. Yep. Lecture uh, and watchdog. Humbug said "bah," which was funny to me. 
I like that too. I chuckled. Uh, yeah, and uh, so he he's getting ready to leave, uh, heading towards the uh, toll booth. Worried that he's been gone for weeks, and if everyone was worried for him, time to find out he's only been gone an hour. Which makes you wonder: was it all just a dream, a very very vivid dream, or was it real but magical? You know. And one thing that's fun about this, I believe it was written before uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Oh yeah. No, this no, Narnia. No, the, the wardrobe ripped us off, bro. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with magic just for the chant. Here's the thing: like, the way the book ended, which I mean, chapter twenty could pretty much end. In, well, let's go through twenty, and I'll tell you why I think yeah. it's more magic than um, whatever. Go ahead. Uh, I gotta double check here real quick these dates. Oh no, no. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia beat it by ten years. Yeah, but I mean that was over in fucking England, right? I mean no one knew fucking books. Well, this was from England too, wasn't it? I don't fucking know. What, 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 I thought it was. What, what am I? What am I? The uh, the studier of novels? Am I? Yeah, am, yeah. I uh, am I? Am uh, I uh, 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 an author? Oh, the United States. I, uh, Mia Culpa. See, there we go. That's wrong. You were in the United States, but anyway, yeah. So he uh, he's he's back home and he is. So tired, he can't believe it. And so yeah. he, you know, uh, he gets through dinner and he gets through whatever he's got to do and he goes to bed and uh, sleeps great. Maybe the best night's sleep he's ever had in his whole life. And then um, next in the morning, he wakes up, he gets to school, and he has never been more excited to go to school because he's never been more excited to get home from school. And so he spends the whole day thinking about how. He's going to get back. He's going to go through the toll booth again, and he's going to visit his friends, and it's going to be wonderful. And he gets home, and the toll booth is gone. And he's sad because he's never going to be able to see his friends again in this moment, he thinks. But in place of where the toll booth was, there's a letter. And the letter says, Dear Milo, you have now completed your trip, courtesy of the Phantom Toll Booth. We trust that everything has been satisfactory and hope you understand why we had to come and collect it. You see, there are so many other boys and girls waiting to use it, too. It's true that there are many lands you've still to visit, some of which are not even on the map, and wonderful things to see that no one has yet imagined. But we're quite sure that if you, had really, if you really want to, you'll find a way to reach them all by yourself. Yours truly. And, of course, the signature is blurred and can't be read. Read. And uh, at first, Milo was incredibly disappointed, but he's gone on this hero's journey, and he's come back changed. And so he sits in his chair, and he looks out the window, and he thinks about all of the wonderful books he has in his house that he can read, which in and of themselves are opportunities for adventure. And he looks out the window, and he sees trees and bugs and the, the sunshine, and he thinks of all of the wonderful adventures he can have for himself outside. And he just has a moment of, yeah, I can do this. I can experience whatever I want to experience. I can learn what I want to learn. I can create what I want to create. The world is truly mine. Um, and not in a possessive sense, but, you know, just in a, a pleasurable one. Well, don't forget about the final, the final sentence, bro. Yeah, I, did you want it or you want me to read it? Oh, yeah, can I read it? You can. Yeah, you might, do. You might not get it. No, not at all. Well, I would like to make another trip, he said, jumping to his feet. I really don't know when I'll have the time. There's just so much to do right here. Yeah. 
Which, you know, and that's, and that was the whole point, I guess, of what the toll booth was, is to show him that the adventures he had somewhere else could be in his own world. You know, and all he had to do was just sit and like look at it. You know, he didn't realize any of that until he sat on that chair and just looked. And I think, uh, I think the beginning, I'm not quite sure of the verbiage at the beginning of the book, and you might be able to remember better than me, is when he would like walk home from school and stuff like that, his head has always been down. Right. Right. I mean, am I remembering that correctly? It was something like that. He 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 never paid attention to anything. It yeah, was like he, the people in that one city that vanished. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I think that's where he kind of like remembered. Like, I think that's where like it references like real life. He's like, it's like he doesn't know like what buildings are what or what's going on. So that like it's it's a reality. Um, but I think, and that's where I want to go back to talking about you know like uh, an imagination or a dream over magic. And I want to lean towards magic because the thing is, he woke up, the booth was still there, and then he went to school. It wasn't until he came back and it was gone. And then the letter that's was That's a good there. point. You think, like, if it was a dream, he would have woken up and it would have been gone, which that's what I thought was going to happen. Is like he would wake up the next morning and it's just gone, you know. Right. But, yeah, so, no, he, it was there when he got up. But, that's true. Uh, it's just one of the things, too, where – it even says, like, you know, it, and that was one thing I was kind of curious about, and uh, it was before I got to the letter. It was the whole, like, him, uh, I guess it was halfway through the letter, where it says, like, you know, this needs to be for other kids. It's like, so is it almost like a reset, where, like, the next kid is going to go through the same history until right. it references in the letter, there's other, there's other lands and other places to visit. So it's like, regardless of what... uh Milo can no longer do or ever do again. He made a difference in one part of of uh, wisdom. Yes, you know. So uh, and I did love the. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I, I just love the book. That was it. Yeah, I did too. I really did too. Um, and I remember way back at the beginning when Azaz was hemming and hawing uh, about like, well, I should tell you, but I can't. I, I can't tell you. Um, we finally find out in chapter nineteen that. This whole thing was supposed to be completely impossible. But, and I, I love this phrase here. Uh, but if we told you then, you might not have gone. And as you've discovered, so many things are possible just as long as you don't know they're impossible. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's, that's such a wonderful message for anybody of any age, but especially for children. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just love it. And I, I think in, in our time, everything is so discouraging and so many things seem impossible but it is possible you know and i just i'm really i don't know i like that i like that a lot it's it's a real powerful message of hope oh yeah that, I mean, well the whole the whole book i mean it, it references so much and we talked about it every time every time a chapter got done about how, like i mean th- this is the same shit when this book was written in what the 60s whatever yeah 61 it came out yeah and here we are 60 years later and we're still like, holy shit, you know, like this is what we're going through. Right. You know, the, the inability to have passion about something, the inability to just look up and look at a sky or look at a building or just look, look out in the shit. You know, we're just, we're so focused on just centralizing in our own lives without really taking perspective of everything else around us. And then it brings across these demons who are alliterations. And I love that fucking word. Um, Uh, of, you know, just how the world is and how, like, these demons represent things that 
we still allowed to get to us and we're we're not allowing you know ourselves to battle against right you know and it it, it just shows you know like it, it's all and I, I think that was another thing that was perfectly uh described in chapter 19 is that Milo knew that him, Tak, Humbug, there's no way they could have done that battle on themselves. But when everyone else, all the people he met, all the people in his life, uh, in his life that he met, came to his aid, they overcame all of that. And I yes. think that's a very important thing for, if, we, if you're to take anything, in my, and this is my point of view, if you're to take anything from this book, it's chapter 19. If, if you ever feel that you can't overcome a demon, Look to the people you have in your life because they will be there for you. Yeah. I, yeah. I Damn, think that's, that's a very powerful message. Thanks, Great Joe. Great takeaway. Um, your end, your perspective overall, how do you think of the book? Uh, is there something that you would love to see different in it, or do you think the book is uh, good how it is? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing about it is that um, it is – so obviously a children's book. Yes. And so like just for me as a reader, something a little bit more complex would have been nice. Um, but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I love children's cartoons and things. And I, I, yeah. you know, like I mentioned last week, I've been watching Steven universe. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, or last episode, I, I really think that, that the stories we tell to children, the best ones are the ones that you can read as an adult and yeah. still get something out of it. And I think this is absolutely one of those. And I, I agree. And I think as, as an adult now, I mean, so much stuff is so boring. And <laughs> I don't want to sit and pay attention to things because I just want to get to where I'm going. And I don't want to have to think about it. And But also, like, you know, we, we were another thing we were talking about in the last episode is cleaning, cleaning the house or whatever. Like, yeah. the fact that you, you have to keep cleaning your house – over and over and over again as an adult sucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible and it's trivial. It's like the terrible trivium and there's nothing. <laughs> you're just going to spend your time doing it forever unless you stop. And I'm not saying don't clean your house. I'm saying clean your house, but like, don't be obsessive about it. Don't do it to the point that you lose other things. You know, one of the yeah. big fights that like my wife used to, and I used to have in our, our, our marriage when we first started, when we first got married and first were really living together a lot. Yeah. Um, when we had dinner, she really wanted to get the dishes done right away. And I see the virtue of that, but yeah. also like, like I, dinner is just a thing you have to get to, to spend, get through to spend time with people is how mm-hmm. I feel about dinner. Yeah. You know, like I love food, but also I love spending time with people. And so yes. like, I don't, I don't want to do dishes right away. I want to, you know, we've eaten, let's just sit and talk. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's just, yeah. you know, different ways of being raised, but that's just how it was. And yeah, it was, no, and, and, see, and, and, that, and that was a weird thing, too, uh, with uh, with my ex. Is she was the same way. As soon as we got done with dinner, why not just wash the dishes? In my mind, it's like, listen, they're going to be there in an hour or so. Let's just take a moment. Just, yeah. We just finished dinner. We were both smoking. Like, let's go on to the deck. We'll just we'll have a smoke. We'll sit down. We'll grab a drink. We'll just relax. We'll come back in. And then we could do the dishes, whatever. But no, she was so adamant on it being done like right away till we finally came up with a compromise. I'll cook, you clean, call it good. Yeah. Now, obviously, I <clears throat> I felt guilty because we were at my house and it was my dishes. So I was like, okay, well, I'll help out too, whatever. But it was it was able to find that compromise. So like, okay, you know, if you 
just give me an hour. Just, and I think that's what we end up getting to. Like, just give me an hour after dinner, then we'll get to it. Then we'll just fucking yeah. move on from it. And I get that, like, <clears throat> the way the way uh, your dad is, the way my mom is, they're very anal on, like, if you just get done now, you don't have to worry about it later. Like, and I, yeah. and I, I get the logic to it. I do. I, I appreciated you. Yeah. And yeah. there are days that I wish that I was like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, especially, like, when I come home from work. When, you know, everyone's like, well, you know, when you get home, you can just, you know, get this done, get this done. It's like, I'm sorry, no. When I wake up at 3 and 3.30 in the morning and I don't get home until 7 o'clock at night, the last thing I want to focus on is vacuuming the fucking floor. Right. You know, it's like, I mean, like, I, I get the shit has to get done, but it doesn't have to get done. Uh, it doesn't have to replace, you know, me relaxing before I end up going to bed in, in like, in 20, 30 minutes. Right. You know, but. Yeah. But then that's, but it's like I said, it all goes down to this book, and I and I do agree with you. You know, it, it is a ch- it's a, it's it's made for children. I think it's like six to twelve, wherever the hell it is, eight yeah. to twelve. Right. It's a book made for eight to twelve years. <clears throat> uh, a couple reasons why we did this book, if you guys don't remember, uh, first off, we did a uh, we we did a, a poll on Facebook between this and uh, I some kind of demon book. Oh, it was, it was the Devil's Chessboard, and it yeah. was a. A nonfiction story about how the uh, the CIA was responsible for Kennedy's assassination. Yes. Yeah, so it was one or the other, um, <laughs> and it's out of print, and it cost like eight hundred dollars. <laughs> so that was an option, uh, but also I'm fairly getting back into reading, and this was a nice like kind of starter book for me. Granted, it's for somebody twenty years younger than me, but you know what? Still, you can't stop me from reading a book if the limit's twelve years old. Come at me, bro. Right. Yeah. So awesome book. I'm happy with it. I can't wait to do more of these. <coughs> um, I think we got to figure out what book we're going to do next and how we're going to do that. But again, we're going to talk about that uh, in episode one of season six when we dive into all the new things that are coming in 2022. It's, mm-hmm. As well as uh, Patreon. All right, Joe. Uh, we're going to do. Uh, we're going. We're going to bring back my Corona as uh, we dive into some of these new laws that are coming across here in Illinois. We'll do um uh we'll do Corona Light. Uh what, what the hell was it? Uh Corona Premium. I think it was yeah, light premium and there was another one, but I can't <coughs> Yeah, I can't remember what the other one. It was like a minute. We'll do light or premium. We'll just do two. Perfect. Uh we'll go with Corona Light as in um this isn't a law we really need to put into place. It's kinda dumb. Or Corona Premium is, you know what, it makes sense why we have that law. Yeah. Um, we'll start with, uh, I don't know which one we'll start with here. Well, let me read. So first off, this is from, uh, from NBC, Channel 5 Chicago. Uh, nearly 300 new laws to take effect in Illinois at the start of the new year. We're not going to go through 300, so don't blink away because you think we're going to. So we'll go through a few of them. Uh, according to both Democratic and Republican lawmakers, the law includes everything from excused mental health days for students to a minimum wage hike to optional college admissions testing to new official holidays to criminal justice reform and more. Uh, we'll go with uh, HB 576-SB1577, mental health excused absences for Illinois public schools gives Illinois students up to five excused absences to prioritize their mental health. Premium. I think that's great. 
I think it's weird that we needed a law for it because, like, to me, mental health and physical health are not all that different. But because there are people who don't seem to understand that, I'm really glad that they passed it because I, I do think it's important, especially at a time when I know that, like, uh, students, especially, like, high school and younger, are really dealing with mental health problems because of this fucking pandemic. Yeah. I'm really glad that they passed that law. So wait, what's so realistically, what's doing to a mental health day on a sick day? There should not be. And I think that's the point. Okay. Because when I was, because when I first read it and, uh, when I first read it, I was like, well, that's kind of weird for like a junior high kid, a high school kid to have a mental health day when they say, listen, there's something going on with me. I need time to myself. I'm just going to take a sick day from school. Yeah. Um, and I know schools, they have like a certain amount of excused days and then eventually they become unexcused. Uh, so I kept thinking like, well, maybe this isn't so much high school and junior high, but maybe more college. Mm. But now I'm trying to wonder like, does college fall into that? Cause I know a lot of times like when I said like, listen, there's no way I can make it to class and that would be a ding on my grade. So I'm wondering if this is college related because to me, realistically, like a, a mental day for a junior high kid just doesn't make sense to me when it could just easily be, Hey, my kid's not feeling well. He's not going to be in school today. Right. Because I don't, see well, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, when I was in college, I just skipped class all the time. So I have no idea. I don't, I don't remember losing points for it. So I'm, yeah, I'm sure there were classes where I would have. Yeah. I, something happened. I know it was like, it was like, where's like, well, you know, you know, if you miss more than three days, then you'll be able to, you, you know, you fail the class some goofy shit. I don't fucking know. Gotcha. Uh, so you pre, you premiumed it. Premier, premier. I did. Yeah. 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 Uh, HB 0605 requires state agencies and institutions to only purchase Illinois and American flags made in the U.S. Uh, you know, I, ah, that's a challenge for me because I, uh, how about how we do this? How about we do this? Um, would you light as in, um, they don't need to make it a law? We'll do premier. If it is, uh, they definitely should have. And yeah. let me look up what the other one is, as in, like, I can't believe they actually consider that being a law. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm sorry, like, I don't know of any, I mean, like, who are the countries making American, American flags? flags. So, yeah. All, all of the American flags I can think of are always made in China, which I do on some level have a problem with. So, like, I don't know where you're going to get a flag if it's made in America. Also, like, it seems like a waste of taxpayer money. Like, of all the things that you could make sure you're sourcing from here, mm -hmm. I just, I personally don't care that much about the flag being made here and purchased here when it, we're talking about public funds. Yeah. You know, but I also get it, you know, it's a symbol, it's important, you know, I, I, I can see the, the, the importance of having it made here. It's just not something that I feel should be a law, a policy, sure. I just, I don't know. There's so many other things that I wish people would have to buy here. Gotcha. Okay, so we'll go Corona Light. Doesn't need to be a law. Corona Premier should be a law. Corona Extra. I don't see why they're, uh, that's even, that's too stupid to even uh, judge. Yeah. I, I'm going to say it's, it's it's extra or light. It's it's somewhere in there okay. for me. Somewhere in there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, SB 817 prohibits discrimination against natural and ethnic hairstyles, including locks, braids, twists, and afros. Yeah, that one, it makes me crazy that that has to be a law. I didn't know like that, that was that a thing. That should be extra. 
What's that? I, ne- I never knew that was a thing. I never once ever heard anyone get in trouble for having braids in their right. hair. And now, now, obviously, I, I, seen, I oh, go ahead. I was gonna say like, cause, I mean, obviously, I grew up in a small town where, I mean, the 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 ra- uh, the racial uh, oh, what the fuck is it called? Demographics. Yeah. Yes, the demographics. Uh, it's like ninety-seven percent uh, Caucasian. So we didn't have that many kids in school that had like Afros, dreadlocks. I'm I'm, I'm sorry if that makes me sound racist that I'm implying to African no. people. There's literally not. Um, if there's not anybody in your school who has them, like yeah. So that's just reality. Like, yeah. So, I mean, people. <laughs> so people they've had people in my school have had braids. They've had ponytails. I've never once ever heard anyone say like, "Hey, you need to take those out." So I never knew that this was an actual thing that, you know, like there are schools that are saying, hey, listen, you're not allowed to have uh, dreadlocks. Hey, listen, you're not allowed to have uh, afros. Never knew. Never knew that that was such a concern in schools that they have to make a law saying that that's it's prohibited to do so. Right. I think it's really weird that it is a concern in some places. Mm-hmm. Like every once in a while, I'll see an article come up uh, where somebody you know, um, there, especially it'll be places in the South. So it's, it's, it's extra weird that Illinois has to do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I can think of any times it's happened in Illinois, but gotcha. like some kid will be at school and he'll have a, an ethnic haircut, whether it'll be cornrows or, or some other braid or whatever. Uh, and, um, a teacher will like shave his head or whatever in front of the <laughs> class because you're not supposed to have that hairstyle. That's it's, it's against the dress code or whatever. Yeah. Um, so like I, it's, 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 it's really fucking stupid that that has to be a law. So I want to say right. extra. I'm glad that it was passed because apparently we need that, but also grow up. It's hair. If you're, yeah. Yeah. If you're listening so, to this podcast and you're upset about somebody having an Afro and that's just how their hair grows, stop listening to the podcast. I don't want you to be a listener. Yeah. Yeah. There's, 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 there's our podcast choices that. Yeah. Turn it off. Go listen to something else. <laughs> cool. Well, you know, let's let's do that for extra. Extra is at least they made the law. I don't see why they would have to do the law. We'll just be extra. That right. works for me. I like. We'll, that. we'll make that. We'll do that way. So yeah, yeah. That's I'm glad they have about the flag one too. But it's like I can't believe that this has to be a law. But if it is, at least they're doing something like that. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. our and our smart listeners who appreciate good hairstyles understand it too. Right. Those those fuckos who have a problem with afros uh, probably don't get it. Right. <laughs> uh, H. Uh, see, man. It's like people who are like, oh, you can't have tattoos. Like, who cares? This is the one. It's not distracting anybody. Right. This is the one. This is the one I I I thought was completely fucking dumb, and I All knew right. I knew they I I knew this was a law, and I'm so glad they actually came through with this. SB 119. Uh, the law is called "Let Kids Be Kids." Prohibits right. prohibits lemonade stands and other means of non-alcoholic sale operated by a person under the age of 16 from being regulated or shut down by public health authorities. The oh, law my stemmed, God. The law stemmed from an instance where a lemonade stand was shut down because a child did not obtain the acquired permit for the stand. I knew for a fact when we were kids had lemonade stands, but apparently we weren't allowed to do that because we didn't have the proper permits to do so. So now there's a law that states that it's okay to have a lemonade stand without the proper permits. You're up. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness there's a law for that. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad that that has to be a law. Yeah, I'm if so you, mad. If you can't mind your damn business enough 
to right. let kids to to take the actual law to let kids be kids. Yeah, it's a it's a lemonade stand. They're not selling friggin' plutonium. Oh yeah, they're it, not trying to open a Chinese restaurant uh, there in their yard. Right, they're not seeing people. It's it's a it's how much have you ever paid for a kid's lemonade? Twenty five uh, cents, a dollar. I you know what I've so in, so down here. Uh, People have lemon lemonade here like once a week, and to be honest with yeah. you, it's not—it's not very good lemonade. But you know no, what? It's terrible. Yeah, it's you just do it. Money, but you're helping right? a kid out, right? So, so you sit there and you walk by and like, oh, lemonade. No matter if it's a quarter, fifty cents, seventy-five cents, whatever. I give them the dollar, say, hey, keep it. I appreciate it. It right. doesn't matter if it's a small little bathroom Dixie cup or a fucking uh, big ass red solo cup. Yeah. I give them the fucking dollar because here, <clears throat> it teaches them the value of business by doing so. Like when I did lemonade stands with my with my buddy Logan <clears throat> or Nick or whatever, if we wanted to do the lemonade stand, we had to buy the stuff ourselves. We had to do everything on our own. Yeah, there was one day where me and Nick we would oh God, if I, I fucking hate to admit this, but we had a water stand on just nice. some random just some random fucking day, and we yeah. just filled the pitchers from the hose. Yeah. And we were trying to sell water for like 50 cents a fucking piece. It was so fun. But you know what? It, it it gives kids a drive and a push to do better. And this is the beginning. Like, listen, you want to fucking run your own business one day when you're an adult? Start as a fucking kid with a lemonade stand. Go out. Right. Buy the sugar. Buy the lemonade. Get the water. Make all the fucking lemonade. Me and my buddy, Logan, we, uh, we, we, we went to the store. We bought our own lemonade. We bought two different kinds. You get regular lemonade or pink lemonade. That's you awesome. Know? <clears throat> we got the pictures from his mom. We used his parents, his mom's water. We just made everything. We sat in front. You know what? When we ran out, we went and made more because we bought enough packets to make several gallons because it was like a garage sale weekend. Yeah. We made like 90 bucks. Yeah. We made yeah. 90 fucking dollars. And this is like 90, 97, 98. Yeah. That's like a hundred thousand dollars now. Yeah. You know, like we, we, <laughs> yeah. Well, only for kids. For, oh yeah, for kids it was, it was amazing, you know. And so yeah, so I had to make a law to make that okay. Because I'm because I'm, at one point some old fucking bitch. I'm not saying it was a woman, right. but it had to be a bitch. Yeah, it, it, look, if you're a man and you're policing children's lemonade stands, you're a bitch. hundred percent. How about that? That's how I feel about it. Right. You, you, if, if you want, if you wandered by and saw three fucking girls fucking selling lemonade, and you're like, you got a permit for that? You're a bitch, a hundred percent bitch, man. And it's not it's not a gendered thing or anything. It's just no. what you are. You're just a hundred percent. You're you are a bitch. <laughs> Makes me so mad. I just leave kids alone. I um leave them alone. It's not that hard. It's look ninety percent of these so far. It feels like like it really comes down to mind your own business. Yeah, this mind one I do. I, leave people the fuck alone. These should not have to be laws. <laughs> This one I'm actually glad is a lot. Oh wait, did you give one? What'd you give? You gave the extra, right? I gave it extra. Okay. Yeah. This this one I support 100. percent So mad about that. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. We're, we're, it's going to be a complete 180 because I know you're going to agree with me on this one. HB 168 states it prohibits people who have a record of felony offenses like torture or animal fighting from owning or living with animals. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. I, I agree with that one. Yeah, I'm gonna say premium on that one actually, because it's it's weird that it had to be passed, but I'm glad that it is because you yeah. know you know and it's you know look we're not talking about like 
should felons own firearms or be able to vote? No. Like, if you've paid your debt to society, that's fine. Yeah. But also, but it, you're hurting animals, man. It's like with yeah. like with pedophiles. When you when you're exactly. out of jail, you don't get to be around kids anymore. That's it. Yeah. You're I was gonna, I was going to use the same example. It's one of those things. Like, you know what? Maybe maybe you you completely you know uh, rehabilitate yourself. You, yeah, yes. you've been rehabilitated. <laughs> but you know what? If you just remove the temptation, you never have to worry about that being an issue again. And I'm not saying that dog fighting is a temptation, but you know what? I'd rather have a dog not be with a person who had dog fighting than yeah. you know than being there Look, with the chance can, And here's the thing, and 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 here's where it's like different than like pedophiles. If you have a friend that has a dog, yeah. that's cool. Go play with your friend's dog. But yeah. if you hurt your friend's dog, they should be allowed to kill you. One hundred percent. I don't know. Maybe that's too extreme. No, let's go. Really a non-violent person. I don't believe in murder like that. But like, maybe that's the line of stand for me. No, no, we're gonna put the dog fighters in the same fucking room as the bitch who fucking shut down six year olds fucking lemonade. Oh, that I totally agree with. I'm completely on board there. Uh, So premium. I'm saying premium. Uh, Let's do. We'll do a couple more of these. HB 122, consumer protection, uh, and ends early termination fees on utility contracted for deceased residents. As of January 1st, so this is currently in effect. Providers of telephone, cellular, television, internet, energy, medical alert systems, and water services are prohibited from charging a fee for termination or early cancellation of a service or contract. All right. This is another one I'm going to say premium. I'm glad that this law exists, but I'm pissed that this law has to exist. So it would be extra. Yeah. Extra is a law. Yeah. So no, like, no. That's what extra is. It's a law oh, yeah, you're yeah, glad sorry. they put into place. You just can't believe that they actually had to do that. That's yeah, what we're doing. Yeah. Next. That works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Don't you're be right, the right. bitch who yeah, fucking right. shuts out lemonade stands, Joe. I, I know. <laughs> I should use that as my standard. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I agree with what that. the fuck? You're gonna you're gonna charge a family for this? Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I think early termination fees should be waived across the board. They shouldn't simply shouldn't exist for anything, whether you're dead or not. I wish I wish that they'd taken it that far. I was really excited when you started reading that, and I was like, you mean I can get out of Comcast without having to move to a place with no Comcast? That's what that's what I thought it was when I first read it. Like I I completely blanked on the whole death part. Like oh shit, they're making a law where if I wanted to cancel. You know, Comcast, they can't threaten me with a $300 cancellation fee, but... Yeah, no, it's, it's like, for, well, yes, you, you can move to a place with no Comcast, but it has to be heaven or hell. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, actually, it would be heaven at that point, because we all know that hell has Comcast. Uh, this one may... Uh, this one... Hell <laughs> how just provides fucking dish. Right. Oh, God. It's never, it's, it's, it's never, it's never fucking, it's always turned wrong. Right. Uh, yeah, it's always cloudy. Yeah. And there's a tree in the way. <laughs> uh, this this one may be pretty good. I don't know about your your opinions on this one. Um, HB 226. HB 226. Optional college administration testing. Allows students to choose whether to submit their ACT or SAT scores when applying to Illinois public institutions. The law only affects admission processes for the state's public institutions of higher learning. Yeah. I, I 
guess that I would say extra. Like, I, I guess I'm glad it exists, but it's weird that it has to. Like, I don't, I don't understand why that's a law, but I guess that, like, I guess as a public university, the Congress, the the state Congress has control over it. So I guess they're the ones who would have to do it. But see, I, and here's the thing, and I don't, I don't work for admissions in any college, so I really don't know. But yeah, I would think, like, as an as an administrator for a university. I would take into account their GPA from high school over what they got on one test once. Right. Well, and, Am I and wrong like, to think that way? As a person, what do their essays say? What kind of extracurriculars are they involved in? What's yeah. their family situation? Like, all of that is going to give you such a more full picture. Like, uh, the data is really strong that most of what SATs and ACT scores measure mm-hmm. is whether or not you are wealthy and whether or not you're good at taking tests. And those two things tend to correlate. Okay. Yeah. Just, so I, like, just, like I, you know, I, I'm glad we're getting rid of them, but it's, you know, if you, you would think that the thing about higher, ed, higher education is that you would want to do things that are based on evidence. Mm-hmm. So why is this still a thing anyway? Because the evidence is very strong that these scores don't predict future success. Yeah. Or success as a student. I had a really good SAT score. I was a terrible student. <laughs> I passed See, my classes and I had a good GPA when I graduated. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, see, I, I was, I mean, I I don't remember if I took one of the, I don't remember which one I took. I think the SAT, the, well, the SATs you have to take, but the ACTs are voluntary, right? I don't, I don't honestly don't know. Well, they were both voluntary in Indiana. Um, but in Indiana, a lot of the schools would only take the SAT. Yeah. And so that was the one that everybody took. But a lot of people in Illinois that I know took the ACT because that was what all the schools here took. Yeah, see, I know that there was one test that I did take, and there was another test that I didn't take. And yeah. I don't remember which one I took. Do you I remember your score? Or like no, dude, oh, fuck, man. This, come on, man. This was 14 like, years. Was it, in, was it in like the 20s and 30s, or was it like in the hundreds and thousands? Here's the thing I can tell you, Joe. Um, and that was, that was the last one. The rest of them were kind of like too long to kind of go into discussion. But that was the last one. Um, the only thing I remember about taking that test is that the very next day I took the ASVAB. Oh, nice. Okay. Which I scored pretty good on that. I think I got like a, uh, I got like a high 20. I think the highest on it is like 35 or some shit like that. I think it was 25. Well, maybe I, Maybe I had eighteen. Oh. I was like, I was like seven. I was seven or eight off from whatever the fuck it was. Oh gosh. Gotcha. So uh, I either had eight. I don't remember. It, it was one of the two. I don't know. I could easily look it up online right now, but I'm not my train of thought. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going to try to do both. So I want to say maybe changed in ten years too. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh God. Which I know, which is weird because like I know I had the ability to go into the military. I just didn't have the physical ability to go into the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, 36 is the limit. I had a, uh, no, actually 40 for Co- 40 for Coast Guard. Wow. Oh, you fuckers. Uh, this had to have gone up since then. To drive a speedboat or whatever it is they do? <laughs> uh, Air Force, uh, Air Force recruits most scores at least 36 points. Army 31. Uh, yeah, so. I think I had, I think I had, yeah, I think I was like seven points off from, I think maybe the army. 
So, um, I know I did, I know I did pretty well. I know somebody told me I did pretty well and I didn't understand it. Um, for some reason, I want to say it. Maybe it was the ACTs. How does the ACTs work? Uh, the ACTs, I think, is on a scale of 35. Maybe that was the one I got like an 18 on. Maybe it was the 18 I got on the, uh, I don't know. I know I didn't do that good, but I also know that I did it the next morning after closing fucking McDonald's. And I didn't go home until like 2 in the morning. Oof. Oh, and also, whatever one I took, I think it was also on like the weekend. Oh jeez. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I think it had to been the ACTs because I don't think I, I don't think I ever took an ACT. Would that be on my fucking like high school like transcript? I have no idea. All this world we live in. I haven't used it since I applied to be a freshman at Purdue. Mm. Well, you know, I am gonna look it up. I think I think it might actually be on my fucking high school transcript, and I think I have my high school transcript somewhere. So I'll look into it. But in the meantime, Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? What am I freaking thinking about? I, um, probably Letterkenny. You brought it up in the last episode, and I remembered I really enjoyed the latest season. Um, it's so good. Yeah. And also just, I'm, I'm excited to be done with the last year and to be hopefully moving forward. Although I'm not in love with where things are okay. uh, regarding the plague. But, <laughs> you know, I, I hope that we get our shit together and, and move forward. There's a, I'm really excited. There's a new vaccine out of Texas um, that is a more traditional vaccine. And the, uh, the scientists who made it are waiving all of their patent rights so that, like, uh, the global south can have it and make it without having to pay Pfizer a billion dollars or whatever. <laughs> Really? Wait, wait, tell me, wait, what's going on now? Yeah, so there's a there's a new COVID vaccine that was, I think, just approved for emergency use in India this week. Okay. Um, it's called like, like, Combavax or something like that. Okay. Or I, I can't remember. Um, but uh, it's a more traditional vaccine, so um, you know, you don't have to worry about any of the like, if you're worried about any of the mRNA stuff, it, it doesn't have that technology at all. Um, and it's got really good numbers. Like it's better than the Johnson and Johnson. Like it's pushing 90% efficacy after two doses. Um, which is great. Um, but the, the best thing about it to me is that the, uh, the creators of it are going the, the, the polio vaccine route and saying, we don't care about making money on this. We just want to get people vaccinated. Gotcha. Um, And so like, like, like the reason we've had all of these crazy variants pop up like the Delta and the Omicron is because we didn't vaccinate like the global South fast enough. Um, and so like, that's when, 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 when people get the virus and pass the virus on is when the mutations can happen. Mm-hmm. And so the vaccines help prevent transmission. And so if we had gotten everybody vaccinated, like uh, you know, vaccines came out basically in March of last year, if we'd gotten everybody in the world vaccinated by July, we probably wouldn't be, in a situation right now where people are talking about going into lockdown again. Um, and so I'm really, I'm really happy about this new vaccine. I, I think it's really fantastic. Um, I really wish I could remember the names of the doctors or the, or the uh, thing. Oh, Novavax. That must be the name of it. Sounds made up. Yeah. Well, everything <laughs> is. <laughs> 
Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's great. And I'm, I'm really pleased with the, uh, I wish I could find the doctor. I, I was really Hortez or something was his last name, I think, but he looked like me, but like bald, balding. So I, I saw him talking on, on, on a YouTube clip and I was like, when did I start studying vaccines? So, but anyway, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm hoping that that gets some shit under control. Um, yeah. So what about you? What are you freaking thinking about? Uh, you know, not, not a whole lot. Um, obviously I mentioned the last show, uh, I'm feeling a lot healthier than I have been in quite a while, so I am kind of excited to get back to school. Or not school, fuck, uh, I found my transcript, <laughs> by the way. Found the transcript, and, uh, no, my, my, my test, uh, scores aren't on here, but, uh, ah. I, I did, I did rank 112 out of 143, so, that's something. So, 143 people in my graduating class. Damn, we had 584. Yes, yeah, I thought mine was like around 126, but, um, uh, I don't know. I have a whole folder of old college stuff that I have to like just go through and kind of reminisce, but I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to get back to work. I'm hoping that it's not a complete shit show, which, uh, wishful thinking. Yeah, probably. Uh, cause like, I, I, I've been, I've been kept updated on everything going on, but I've just been focusing on that and, uh, realistically, like I mentioned before in uh, the last episode, you know, just getting the house kind of back into like a normal functioning order. Uh, I want to kind of reorganize the laundry room. Uh, and just, it's one of the things where like, it, it, I'm at a place physically where I know I could kind of do some like minor cleaning. Um, I'm just worried about doing anything excessively like, uh, physical because I don't want to yeah. fall apart. So, right. Uh, so no, just I guess boring life shit mostly, uh, and also the dieting. You know, I I really want to I really want to get back into you know the keto diet and how uh, happy it made me and how uh, positive it made me uh, back in 2018. It's weird to think that it's already been three years ago. That yeah. I want to I want to find that place again and want to get the weight loss and get that taken away because I know that's going to help with my back problems, my leg problems. Uh, I think it's going to help boost my confidence and like maybe hopefully uh, find a relationship and stuff. I mean, like I mean between the the sty I live in and the the physical appearance I have that I physically beat myself up about. Uh, I think it's preventing me from having a relationship moving forward, maybe finding some love. Um, I just want to get all that stuff kind of better. So, uh, and I do, I do have a lot of confidence in 2022 because I know, uh, regardless of what we have said in the past about doing something and never actually doing it, I think this year is going to be a huge change. Yeah. And I feel positive about it. And, uh, I think as long as we do it together, I think we're going to be unstoppable. We're going to overcome mm-hmm. everything. Um, but yeah, no, just, just, I, I guess that's all I've been kind of freaking thinking about. Just adulthood stuff, you know, moving forward in my life. I'm 32, man. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta start pumping out fucking kids and hopefully with somebody who actually likes me. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> uh, damn. Um, but guys, uh, oh, if damn. you're, uh, yeah, if you're a fan of our show and you want to be on it, if you have any hobbies or talents or products that, uh, you're creating or you're a content creator or yourself, you want to be on the show, 
just email us at thisfreakingshowyahoo.com and let us know, or you can message us on Facebook at This Freaking Show. We'd love to have uh, creators on the show to talk about what they uh, have accomplished in life. Uh, maybe that'll motivate us more. And to do stuff like, oh, I don't know, uh, Freaky Tales. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, right. There's, there's a lot that we could do. It just all depends on how work works and how everything's going to get done. But email us at thisfreakingshowyahoo.com or message us at Facebook if you want to come on the show and talk about your stuff and uh, your creations because we'd love to hear from you. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, just by searching This Freaking Show. And, of course, you can find all of our shows when they are released on uh Various uh, podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher. Uh, if you are listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and a review. I'm not sure if the other platforms have ratings and reviews, uh, but if they do, thumbs ups, five stars, reviews, comment. Uh, leave us any interaction so we can respond back to you. You know, We love talking to you guys, and uh, we want to try to make this more interactive with you. We get a lot of comments on the... Oh, that's the one thing I wanted to kind of talk to you about before I close, if you don't mind. No, by all means. Okay, so I got this comment on one of our videos not too long ago. That I'm not sure if you saw it or not, but it freaked me know. out. Okay. Oh, God, come on. Boy. What this fucking type? What the hell are you doing? Ah, oh, this fucking internet. You, yeah, no, I just typed in YouTube. You, damn fucking garbage. Um... So yeah, so it was, which by the way, uh, thank you guys for continuously watching our, uh, our cemetery tours. Uh, we are going to do one in 2022. I just think we're going to wait till spring when it's nicer out. Yeah. Right? Cause why the hell would we want to, uh, go out into a, uh, a cold abyss of Indiana? Right? Which by the way, Indiana is, uh, where we're going to go. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, Freakness Studios. Uh, guys, if you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm actually going on the Freakness Studios Facebook page, or YouTube page, which you can do too. All you gotta do is, uh, search Freakness Studios, click subscribe, watch all our amazing videos. I think it was the, uh, that's not one of those. Oh, I can go to playlist. It was Moon Point, which I think is actually the most commented on uh, video we got. So, all right, let me see if I can find a comment here real quick, and then we can uh, let this go. Uh, uh, there was also one there that if we were uh, greeted by the uh, Livingston County Sheriff Department because apparently the house down the road called the cops on people, but well, we didn't have that problem. No, we didn't. No. Uh, Weird. Where is he from, Streeter? Four months ago, we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just thought I'm not I might have actually deleted it because it kind of freaked me out. It was, it was just, it was a weird one. Um, basically what it was is somebody commented on there. Oh, no. It was, uh, 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 there's a table. Somebody in the Lithuania one asked us if, uh, you can go in there at night, which I don't recommend ever going into a, yep. <laughs> yep, here it is. Okay, so it's uh, it's the comment on the episode one Ox Table Cemetery from a cat tat. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it's fake. Yeah. Just finished our research on a good grave to dig up, and we'll be recording our adventures December 19th at 11 p.m., and we'll finish our dig by 3.30 a.m. It'll be dark, it'll be scary, and once again, we'll have two lucky subjects handcuffed and restrained while they are forced to be part of the Book of the Dead rituals during the removal of the resting inhabitant, uh, who will, during this time, regain consciousness. We'll be long enough. Will it be long enough to transfer over to our unsuspecting attendees? Make sure you watch to find out. Love, Bone, So Awakenings. The scariest thing you'll ever see. Um, that sounds yeah, scary. I, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I didn't respond to it, which we're, we're pretty good at responding to all our comments and all our stuff. But I'm not responding to that. <laughs> yeah. Because that's that fucking, sounds like a crime. It's 100% a crime. It's absolutely 100% a crime. Um, Love Bone Awakening isn't anything I know of. It's not on Facebook any, or it's not on YouTube anywhere. Yeah, it's not on YouTube. Yep, so I don't know what it is, but I encourage all of you guys to, first off, don't go to any cemeteries at night. Uh, to the person that did ask us about, like, the police department, no, we weren't bothered by any cops. Uh, I think we're only, I think the most we're there for like maybe like 20 minutes. I think we were yeah. there. Like even a half hour, but it was so early in the morning, those people were probably still sleeping. But, right. uh, we take pride in respecting, uh, the cemeteries we went to. Mm-hmm. Unless they're exactly how we found it. And, uh, we tried not to make jokes about it. So, yeah. Right. We also, we went during regular visiting hours. Uh, true. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Yep. Uh, and we and, went during the uh, week too, so those people probably weren't even home. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I know I, I'm pretty sure this is true for you, but I, I don't think I've ever been on the record saying this. Uh, I don't, I don't fuck with the dead. No. But well, nobody should. Mm-mm. Nobody should. The whole point of the cemetery is the final resting place of people. The only, we're talking, yeah. the only reason we went to them is because they were recorded as being haunted. And we just want to see if we saw anything, which I know, still to believe to this day, that I did hear a noise at the Resurrection Cemetery that is on camera. And I know that there was an acorn that was kicked at me at Moon Point that I know didn't come from one of us. And there's no way it fell from a tree and bounced all the way. It skipped across. So I know... I know there were interactions. I know there was stuff we heard and seen. Whatever. Yeah. We didn't do. Yeah. We didn't desecrate anything because we were polite. I'm not going to try to do some ritual to bring somebody up from the ground. Uh, that's not our thing. We just want to do videos to show you guys some creepy old historic ones. Like, fun fact, spoiler: one of the Indiana cemeteries apparently there's a witch buried there. Dope. Yeah, so I'm excited to do that uh, coming this spring. Again, we're going to talk everything about Season 6 um, on the next episode, which will be Episode 1 of Season 6. Um, Joe, did we already do the GeekCast Live? Uh, no. 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 Joe, where do you go after here? Yeah, so after here, I go to GeekCast Live, where uh, you can find us. Over- <laughs> You're off there, huh? <laughs> I really dropped the ball on that one. Hey, hey Joe. Joe, you can find me over the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Great way to end the season. Fuck yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all I got. So, as always, I am Travis C. I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for uh, being part of the season five finale of this freaking show. I'm out.